What's up, guys? Welcome to the first week of the Injury Podcast with the Big 3 IDP. I'll be your host for this season. My name is Lee, or Dr. Lee, as the boys like to call me. Every Saturday throughout the season, I'm going to be scouring the injury report, looking for notable fantasy players, researching their injuries, and breaking down some information so that you can make the best decision for your lineup to win some leagues this year. A little bit of background on myself here. Currently, I'm on the sports medicine research team for The Ohio State University. I played college football myself and am an aspiring orthopedic sports medicine physician. I have a ton of experience in the orthopedic world. I've spent the last two years working in an orthopedic hospital caring for patients post-injury, post-surgery. I've also been fortunate enough to work with a nationally recognized orthopedic practice on their research team and have actually authored multiple publications in orthopedic journals. So I'm excited to talk some injuries with you guys. I hope you guys are excited to hang out with me all season. It's going to be fun. We've got a good mix between offensive and defensive players, so we'll jump right into it here. So first up, we've got Philly running back Miles Sanders, still dealing with that same hamstring injury that's bugged him in camp. Currently, he's questionable. However, I expect him to be out there, be suited up. The one thing that does worry me is there's been a lot of reports that he'll be on a possible pitch count. You've got Boston Scott, Corey Clement back there. So that to me says I would dial back the RB1, RB2 expectations a little bit this first week. Nobody likes to be in a committee, but however, I still see him as a pretty solid flex play. I expect the committee to dial down pretty quickly within the the beginning of the year, but for this first week, I would definitely temper expectations, still keep him in as a flex play. Next up, we've got Chi-Town running back David Montgomery, who was carted off the field two weeks ago during warm-ups with that groin injury. Currently listed as questionable, um, limited in the first half of the week, but he was a full participant yesterday on the injury report, which is actually great news. There's been tons of reports that he's out there running hard, making cuts, doing what he's got to do. I would expect the same timeshare we've seen before with with Montgomery and Tariq, um, but I think he'll be good to go. I think you can expect the same kind of kind of production that he would would have put out before his injury. Um, so I think he's he's probably back to himself at this point. They originally had the designation as two to four weeks. We're at that two-week mark. Everything's pointing in the right direction. We've got upward trend. So I would expect him probably to be in that RB3 to flex range. That was really it as far as running backs go. We'll jump into receivers here. So we've got Kenny Galladay, Detroit Rock City, popping up out of nowhere on the injury report this week with a hamstring, currently listed as doubtful. From what I've looked into, it sounds to be a grade one strain, which is the most moderate of the strains that you can have with grade three being the most severe. They have them day-to-day, which I think is the right precautions. Hamstrings can be real tricky. You don't want to rush them. High risk of re-injury if you get back in there before you're ready. I, I'm i hopeful for next week. We'll keep an eye on it. But for this week, he's I would expect to be without him. Moving on, I took a peek at, at uh, Nikhil Harry, New England. That shoulder injury, they got him listed as questionable. I, he was a full participant yesterday. I would expect him to be out there this week if you want to start him. Mike Williams from the Chargers, that shoulder injury that's been bugging him, still questionable. He had limited availability in practice this week. Um, There were a few reports that he's recovering slower than normal. They've got him as a game-time decision currently. I don't think he's going to play. A couple reports said that he was likely to miss two to three weeks um, when when the injury first came out, so I would expect to be without Mike Williams this week. Debo coming off that foot injury, uh, rolled out which I think is a good call. They don't want to rush him back, especially with the injuries that they've, they've been facing already. You know, I look down, um, taking the right precautions there with Debo. I expect a possible pitch count maybe week two if he comes back. 
Um, look to start with confidence, hopefully, as early as week three or week four. The reason I say that is because they don't have him on the IR. That's a great start. Shanahan said we believed he had a good chance to play this week, which is why they didn't want to IR him and make him not available for, I think, it's at least three weeks if you put somebody on the IR. So good sign, upward trend for Debo. However, he will be out this week. Look for a pitch count maybe the first week he comes back. Moving along to Mike Evans here out of Tampa Bay. He's got that same hamstring injury that's been nagging him since last year. I think it was week 15 that he that he missed again. It's that same one. He missed practice Wednesday, limited yesterday, so he's currently a game-time decision. They had him doubtful but upgraded him to questionable. I don't want to play anyone that's not 100%, to be honest, especially somebody like Mike Evans, who we've seen start a game, play a little bit, and then go out in the first quarter before kind of messing you up that week. Um, I'm not going to start him if he plays. I don't I don't think he plays. But if you if you don't have the depth for whatever reason, I think that he'll if he does play, he'll have a decent amount of targets which might make him a flex play, but I'm not going to start him with confidence especially if he's not 100%. Lastly here we've got Cortland Sutton who went down with that shoulder injury. We'll jump into that one a little bit more here. So it was technically a right AC sprain. So your acromion, which is the highest point in your shoulder blade, is connected to the collarbone with ligaments, and that ligament in there is what he did sprain. Um, The recovery time is a few days to a week to start to feel better to be able to go out and practice and play. Um, But depending on how it looks, the MRI did come out okay. Worst case scenario, you know, it takes six weeks to fully heal. I don't expect him to be out that long. The MRI is all pointing in the right direction. He's definitely going to miss this week. We'll, We'll keep an eye on it. For next week so that was it for offense um, defense will jump in here we'll start a defensive tackle javon hargrave out with that pectoral strain i would probably look for him to be out in the near future i think he'll miss next week if not more weeks geno atkins um again he's he's going to be out he's got that shoulder injury it's actually his first missed game since 2013 he was on the sidelines going through physical therapy rehabbing all week it's not to be a, a major injury per se but he's not He's not going to be out there this week. Maybe look for him next week. Looking into defensive end here, Justin Houston popped up on the injury report for the Colts for a calf injury is what it seemed. He did not practice. I looked into it. It was for rest purposes. So if you've got him at at DN there, expect to play him. I'd give him full confidence on that one. Robert Quinn, Chi-Town, doubtful with an ankle injury. I wouldn't start him. He didn't practice three days in a row, which is never what you want to see. I don't have any confidence in that. I. I expect him to not be out there. Um, Marcus Davenport, Nola out this week with an elbow injury. It looks like it's week to week. Didn't practice at all. Monitor that at the beginning of week two. We'll look into that next week. Going over to linebacker here, we've got Khalil Mack, Chicago again. He's questionable with the knee injury. Limited in practice. However, I would expect him to play this week. It seems like a, a small nagging injury, but it, it's not major at all. My guess is he was limited just because of Robert Quinn going down. That pass rush is hurting, so they really couldn't afford to push Khalil Mack further and and get him more injured. So I would expect him to be out there, probably produce about the same as what he did last year. I don't really see it affecting his game that much. Going over to Vic Beasley, the new sign from Tennessee. He had an undisclosed injury, uh, questionable right now. He didn't pass his physical the first time, but just recently passed it. I would avoid it week one if you can, um, even if he does start, just because we it's the unknown. You don't know what's going on. I would say conditioning is likely a factor in determining his status. 
I would I would avoid if you got the depth there. Lastly, rounding off our linebacker list here, double trouble in Denver. We'll talk about Bradley Chubb here, still nursing that ACL tear from last year. I, I would expect him to be on a pitch count starting week one. They don't want to push him, especially with the injuries they've been having in Denver. I would pivot this week. It's hard to really tell when he's going to be 100%. I mean, 100%, this guy is a top five sack production potential. I would say pick your matchups if you really want to play him, if you don't have depth there. But if you can't afford to skip over him this week, I would recommend doing so. We'll go into Von Miller now, who's out possibly the rest of the season on a nasty play. It was the last play of their practice that day, which is awful. It's what's known as a superior perineal retinaculum tear. It happens with aggressive cutting and explosion, which is exactly what Von Miller is known for. Dr. Sobke of Ortho 1 in Denver in an interview compared it to kind of a belt holding tendons and in, in different ligaments in place. And if it slips, like in Von's case, tendons can dislocate and they can actually flip over the bone, which sounds just disgusting. Um, he had a successful surgery yesterday and currently no timetable. I would if if you, I would say it's probably safe to drop Vaughn at this point. I really don't expect him to come back this year. We'll end on a little bit of good news here. There was nobody really to talk about from either cornerback or safety that popped up on the injury report this week. So that'll conclude our list of players that are notable from the injury report. Thanks for tuning in for the first week. It was a ton of fun researching the status of these players and talking injuries. Hope I was able to get some information that was helpful for y'all to make the right choice when it comes to adjusting your lineups. If you like the podcast, I'll be here every Saturday, so make sure you tune in to get the most recent injury updates. I'm on Twitter, at Dr. Lezis. If you want to follow me there, I'll be posting or retweeting injury information throughout the week, Um, so make sure you stay up to date. Again, I'm so, so, so happy to have football back on TV, guys. We've waited entirely too long, and it's finally here. Go enjoy it. I'll catch you all back next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.